Welcome to Do the Hard Thing, Episode 9. I'm Jason Archer, creator, freedom seeker, leader of self, full-time student, part-time teacher of self-mastery, and today's theme is what you focus on does not always expand. So turn up the volume, put down the distractions, and let's kick this off. Have you ever started down a path that you felt held a great deal of meaning for you, and then for whatever reason you couldn't move toward the outcome you wanted to create? Whether it was a mental, physical, or a spiritual target you sought, it didn't really matter. There was some part of you who refused to move. This podcast is born out of that specific idea. Do the Hard Thing is an exploration in human movement. Now, I know you've heard this one before. Quote, what you focus on expands. End quote. Every dream board wielding watcher of the secret and reader of personal development literature has at some point been exposed to this specific concept. And that's good because there's truth here. Uh, Focused energy on just about any topic or anything you want to bring into being will assist you in doing just that. Yet, there is an oversimplification here that has always bugged me. And largely it comes down to the idea that simply setting your focus is enough. That you can put up a picture of a new car on your mirror, and in short order, that new car will end up in your driveway. Or that you can write your deepest desires on a sticky note that hangs on your rearview mirror, and magically those desires will manifest themselves. Well, in short, that has not been my experience. I doubt it will be yours either, especially when it comes to money. Stay tuned for more on that. But first, let's get to the bottom of this idea of simply focusing on things to manifest them and make them real inside your life. And to do that, we need to look at your brain. That three pounds of gray matter or so, it's about the size of two fists that sits between your ears. And the interesting thing here is it turns out that there is some science happening here that you may want to take notice of. Now on some level you've probably been exposed to the fact that scientists have been doing their level best to identify and map the various parts of the brain and their functions for many years now. They really seek to understand what part of the brain is responsible for various thought processes and activities. And while there's still a long way to go, certain bits of the map have started to be more or less reliably identified. And one such area that sits at the base of the brain has been identified and named the Reticular Activating System, or RAS. It turns out that the RAS acts as a filter. And this is because, I mean, we're all being constantly bombarded with information and stimuli all day long, every day. And we need a mechanism to let us know what is important and what really doesn't need to be uh, taking up any of our time or attention. We can just basically ignore it. And the reticular activating system basically assumes this role. Its job is to show you what is most important to you within the context of the stimuli you're receiving in any given moment. So let's take a look at a concrete example. Now, if you've ever wanted a new car you've probably had this happen. Let's say you decided you wanted to buy a new Tesla because you've got an extra 80K laying around and you know it'd be really cool to tell your friends you own one of Elon's latest creations. So you decide on the Model S in gray and then you start your shopping adventure in the new and used battery-powered car market. So what happens? Do you start to notice more and more Model S's? Yeah, of course, you see them more often in your environment. In fact, it seems like they're everywhere. You see them pass you on the highway, you see them parked in the mall, 
You see them in ads online and in print everywhere you go. So what happened to make this Tesla suddenly show up all over town? Did thousands more people suddenly acquire one? No, not at all. What happened was you happened. You decided that buying this car deserved enough of your attention and focus that it caused your RAS to start filtering out the noise of other cars and trucks and show you the one car out of the thousands you see each day that you're most interested in at this point in time. The idea of the power of focus is, of course, undeniable. So using tools like feeding your mind images or phrases of things and people you want in your life is one method of telling your brain to filter out the noise and show you all the possibilities, in this case the Tesla, available to you in your life on a daily basis that are the thing or those things that you seek. It's not magic. It's a mental and biological hack that you can use to tip the scales in your favor. Now this is where most people stop though. They decide that simply giving something enough attention to cause the brain to consider it important is all that's necessary to get that thing. But what if you don't have $80,000 laying around to go buy that new Tesla? Was focusing on the Model S enough to manifest it as not only being in your life, but being a possession of yours? I'm going to go ahead and say no, of course not. And this is the issue successful people tend to take with a book and a movie like The Secret. You still have to do the hard thing. You must get into action and create a pathway to acquire the thing that you want. In this case, a car. This could be anything though. I mean, a partner in business, a relationship, a new home. It's one thing to see the thing you want out in the world somewhere. Yet, it's a new thing entirely to actually claim ownership of it. So let's say all you did each day was focus on the car. You think long and hard about it. You make it your screen screensaver. You put a photo of it on your mirror. Your RAS shows you the car everywhere you go each day. It's all over the place. Well, at some point, you realize that you have to take action in finding one to buy and then somehow coming up with the funds to do so. The question then becomes, did your focus and your RAS awaken enough of a desire or a want in you to put your head down and go to work to make it yours? Now maybe you sell something you own to get the Tesla, or you cash out a stock or a bond, or you decide to take on extra work or another job, or maybe all you have to do is arrange financing and get it approved. And there's a thousand different ways to acquire it, but whatever it is that you have to do to get this car... The question is, are you willing to pay the price? Thinking about it is the easy part. The question is, will you take action? So at this point in the game, it's easier to see that many times in our lives when we want something or claim to want something, what we bump up against is the resistance to doing the work necessary or making the changes necessary to achieve our targets. And we've all been there. I mean, I had a moment this morning where I almost didn't get up and get my day going like I've committed to do. Uh, so each day, I'm personally committed to getting up around 6.30, and first order of business is getting out the door for a two-mile hike while listening to something that will feed my mind and allow me to expand as a man and as a leader. And honestly, today, I did not want to get out of bed. I was comfortable, I was warm, and as I lay there debating with myself over whether or not I was going to get up, I realized that getting up and learning while doing something good for my body for the 252nd day in a row, and yes, I am tracking this, was more important to creating the vision I hold of being a leader than laying in bed for another two hours.
So I did the hard thing, and I dragged my ass out of bed, and I paid the price so I could step closer to what I want for myself. No amount of pictures on my dream board will replace movement and action. So what about you? Take a moment to think about what's important to you and what you want for yourself, and then ask yourself, you know, what action are you taking to get it? And you've got to be honest here. Be brutally honest with yourself. If you're not closer to where you want to be after some self-examination, maybe it's time to move your ass. Or maybe it's time to just stop lying to yourself about what you say you want. And if you wanted to lose 10 pounds in the next 60 days, and you're unwilling to give up the office donuts and birthday cake, your chances are slim to none in slimming down. And you can think about being thin all day long, but the physical result will come only from your consistent action. Consistent action, guys. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and if you found value in this message, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google, CastBox, or Stitcher. Share this with those you know need to hear it on social, and I'll see you back here in the next episode. This is Jason Archer signing off. Now, go and do the hard thing.